Hello, welcome to Arcade Couch, the best place to chill with friends and get your game goods each and every Monday. My name's Dawn Blight, and joining me on the couch this week, Ashley Hubbard. Hey, Dawn, excited to be here in a week where a bunch of games played, came out that we didn't play. Every week on the show. <laughs> also here, Kerry Marchant. None of us played any of the games that came out this week. What did come out this week? Dusant, the new game from uh, Don't Nod. Yeah, didn't uh, play it. Thirsty Suitors came out this week. Yeah, didn't play it. Um, what else came out? I feel like yeah, the bit has it. backfired. I feel like the bit yeah. has ultimately backfired on Ashley. I mean, yeah, I'm ulti- gonna, uh, what's play, so Headbangers came out this week. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. So I downloaded it on Game Pass. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. Well, anyway, video games. <laughs> 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 we should probably start playing them because, you know. Um, that time of year. Yeah, that time of year, as I, I suppose, so. game of the year time's coming up. Got the got the start of the organization, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, I, I might have to play some games. Some some I, some double A games. No, calm down. Work your well, way up I, to. I'm playing triple A games. I'm playing Spider Man very slowly, mm. extremely slowly. Mm. Sabering it. Mm. I don't um, know about that one. This and uh, the fall of the House of Usher. Going to be finished in 2020. Follow the House Ashes on purpose. Spider Man, not so much. <laughs> My lack of video game playing is just because I don't know. spend all time writing about games, not actually playing them. Is my you know, that is the issue. That's the issue. Uh, all right, this week on the show, not much to be completely honest. We'll, we'll just go through some things and um, call it a call it a day, and let you all enjoy the rest of your evening listening to whatever podcast you've got queued up after this one. Tony Hawk is coming to Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, you're Why about not? to find out, Kieran. <laughs> the event is being held on January 27th in the Brisbane in Brisbane at the Fortitude Music Hall, and it's uh, celebrating 25 years of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. So you're gonna have a bunch of Tony Hawk's uh, Hawkman Hawk people uh, <laughs> signed. <laughs> what are Hawkers? I know what the pluralization Michael is. Keaton's. Michael Keaton's. You got a couple of Birdman's. Yeah, come down. Um, <laughs> Do Tony the, Hawk himself. people signed Henry to Skits. Birdhouse? Yeah, oh, that's, no, it, that's it. Was, it was Aldous Hodge. Whatever it was called. Yeah, Aldous yeah. Hodge. It was Hawkman in Black Adam. There you go. Him too. Uh, Tony Hawk will be there skating on 11 foot vert, vert ramp. Uh, it's going to be in the middle of this music hall. You can play the OG games on a five meter video wall, which will be situated behind the bands playing the music uh, while uh, everyone else does uh, skateboarding. And VIT, VIP tickets are going on. Uh, they're, they're, they're up and you can meet and greet the Tony Hawks and the Birds peoples. You going, Ash? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> like a I, I, I reckon if I was in Brisbane, 110%. You'd have feel to like, go, man. Yeah. It's Tony Hawks, 110%. Right? What if one time on that vert ramp, he just doesn't come back down? Just like the aliens. What, what, if, <laughs> what if I'm there when Tony Hawk dies? <laughs> well, I, I wasn't implying that he dies. I'm just implying that the aliens scoop Seriously, him up, or he, like gravity just forgets about him and he floats off. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I I looked at tickets. They're sixty nine bucks. So, but yeah, I think nice. it's worth it. It's Tony Hawk. I don't know why Australia is he doing like is it like a world tour thing or is it randomly like Brisbane? Boom. Um, from what I can see, apparently Brisbane, unless he's. Yet to announce some ones. Because I don't. Has there ever been an Australian skateboarding? Has anyone in Australia ever rode skateboards? I think so. 
I've attempted. I used to skate. I was a skater boy. You were a skater boy, and you said, see you later, boy. <laughs> I said, see you later, boy. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, where, so where's this Fortitude music hold? Can this thing theater? Where, where I don't thing... know. I've never been inside. It's, it, it opens uh, late 2029. Oh, late 2019. And then, you know, something happened at the start of 2020, which made it <laughs> not many people go there. So, uh, so now you've got a reason to go. Yeah, see maybe the bird this, man. See the bird man. You know, he was on. Uh, Just ask on, Buddy. Get Buddy to go over here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do, you know? See if we can get some media tickets. Let's get up action. Yeah. Sure. All right. Try that then. <laughs> <laughs> now, does oh, everybody... Okay, so apparently there's oh. going to be an evening. Evening with Tony Hawk in Sydney and Melbourne. But the, the, the event is only going to be. Yeah. You know, okay. That makes sense. So with the event with the band and everything. Yeah. Okay. Because general, general admission tickets are still up. I just checked. So I haven't sold out yet. Yeah. Okay. Just saying. Just saying. Come so on. So the band. Band, so you got Tony Hawk, Lizzie Amato, Elliot Sloan, and these are the skaters, by the way. Reese Nelson, Tate Karku, Philip and Nunes, Jaws, Sean Hale. David Loy and Clint Walker, music, body jar, Birdman, or the unexpected virtue of a Tony Hawk cover band. Alec Lay, Lay uh, DJ, DZ Death Ray's DJ set. Oh, uh, hold on. They're the old ages sessions. And then the night session, some of the same stuff, plus Teenage Jones, yours truly. Yes, they're the one. I was going to say, I almost wish, would have expected maybe they'd, you know, be a couple bands from. The game soundtracks, not well. Yeah, so Birdman on the Unexpected Virtue of Tony Hawk cover band, they're just playing songs from the games. Yep. But yeah. So still. what? You're going to get the band to come out and play one the one song that featured on the soundtrack. Yeah, you're going to get like Blink One Eighty Two to come out and play one song. They played more like like some bands have to have played more than one song across all of the Tony Hawk games. Possibly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're very. Fresh and there's definitely the... there is a hundred percent. A lot of pop punk and that style of bands looking for the easy bag right now in life that probably <laughs> did not, you know, have not. Uh, yeah, the easy bag, fly it all the way on the other side of the country, hey, uh, other side of the world. It's for one easy show. Bag. If they're paying for it, they're not I'm, making enough to. <laughs> well, I don't think be. so. They could be. I mean, you know, it's fucking Tony Shout Hawk. Out, yours truly, uh, Australian pop punk band, right? But. Who? Fun trivia. Let me tie this in for you. They're, so they're playing at the adult show, right? Yours truly. Michaela Delgado, lead vocal, lo, lo, vocalist, did the song for Bayonetta 3. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was doing my best to know. Saw that one. That's, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'll go to the show. Play that <laughs> Bayonetta song. Fox. <laughs> you like <playing> <laughs> uh, fuck you, all. Anyway, yeah, you should go. Hey, I, I, I'd go. But just her, like right, the well, rest of the band, just, just, just singularly her. Yeah, no, it was just her. It wasn't Damn. the band that did the song. Yeah, it was. It was a song that it was a pretty good song. It played every time you played as another character, not Bayonetta, the like the pop punk. Oh, so it's played not, not Bayonetta song. <laughs> Yeah, the one that's not about Bayonetta, sure. Yeah. All right. Um, Call of Duty. So Modern Warfare yeah, 3. Go. Woo! Let's talk about the series that Xbox spent how many billions of dollars buying 
Hey, uh, many, I, I, I think they spent more money on court fees at this stage than they did the. Yup, um, most likely. But you know, PlayStation needed it. Like Call of Duty was a staple. Mm. So I don't know if everyone's caught this, but yeah, Eurogamer writes: Modern Warfare Three players with early access to Call of Duty's latest installment have taken to social media to share their dismay and outrage about the shoot's campaign. Although the first-person shooter doesn't formally release until 10th of November, some players who forked out the shooter's pricier digital editions can play the campaign early by early access. Uh, quote, I played one hour of the campaign and got my refund. And now it's one player. And I think you should too, if you feel the same way I felt. This is the most complete lackluster raid episodes out together. Having just finished COD Remastered recently, this game failed to capture what it means to be a campaign. And if this is how it all begins, and I'm sorry, Modern Warfare 3 does not redeem itself from the shit show Modern Warfare 2 caused its launch and somehow continues to make fun of my wallet. I'll be holding off on touching this game until something positive comes back from the community. Peace. Another player said, What a slap in the face. I'm shocked and appalled. The writing was on the wall this entire time, if you really think about it. I'll admit that we had one, two, or three missions that really stood out. That open combat garbage, though. If this is the direction of campaign going forward, this is officially the death of COD. Another one, this is without a doubt the single worst and most insulting COD campaign that I've ever played. And everyone who worked on this portion of the game should be ashamed of themselves for sending it out. And Activision themselves should be ashamed for doing this to the franchise. You've completely shit on all the OG characters and the new ones. I honestly preferred World War II's campaign. And that one sucked. (laughs) Wait, wait, was that the comment or was that it is you? the comment? <laughs> Here's another comment. Bobby Kodak just got one last laugh on his way out. He's such a douche. <laughs> um, I mean, look, yeah. So, Call of Duty's come out. This isn't just people writing shit, uh, shit talking it. Uh, the reviews for people who have been like, I think, I don't think the, uh, I think the embargo terms, people can't like fully score the game yet, or I don't know what the embargo terms seem a bit weird on this game, but um, I've seen scores the, for this already. I've seen scores for the campaign, but I don't think they're allowed to do full scores for the, oh, for the multiplayer. Um, for the, yeah, I think there's some like weird thing on it, uh, but for like most people have been giving it like, I think I've seen like four or fives being the highest end of the review yeah. score. I mean, IGN's review here, just pulling it up. Modern Warfare 3's campaign commits the biggest sin possible for a globe-trotting action thriller. It's boring. What had the promise to be an intriguingly spun web of mystery instead ends up being a dusty cobweb you'd find at the back of your shed, clinging onto 15-year-old garden toys you had once had fun with. Four out of ton. Unbaked, reshaded, and cobbled together from multiplayer parts, Modern Warfare 3 single-player campaign is everything a Call of Duty story shouldn't be. So yeah, the latest Call of Duty comes out just in time for Xbox to, um, I haven't seen it myself, but you know, I've seen all the I don't know if people have seen this on X this week or the socials, uh, turn on the Xbox this week and you get a big old ad that pops up about Call of Duty. So, um, nice big banner ads that just takes up your entire TV screen and you have to click off it when you apparently turn it on. So, um, good shit there. Um, the conversation around this seems to be, hey, this is what happens when you rush out these games and there's no like actual dedicated team to the multiplayer uh, or to the single player that has enough time to to give to it. And then they've like shut out this very short uh, story mode that's like got these open world levels, but they're basically multiplayer maps where they're just like cobbled together some narrative to make it all work. So um, yeah, 
cool yeah it's um it's it's i think so modern warfare 3 because a lot of red is like this game is a, this game doesn't even have a platinum on playstation this this game doesn't that's have the a platinum thing on the the, this list. game on ps5 is dlc trophies for modern warfare 2 yeah so the it's considered dlc it's using the same assets the same engine pretty much the same as as modern warfare 2 um I would be very curious to know how much this game was affected by the Microsoft purchase because I know Activision Blizzard's been in a weird limbo for a very long time. Um, if development on this was kind of started during that trans- that period, it's like, okay, how much is Blizzard allowed to spend on doing this? How much is, is Blizzard... Um, or oh, Activision even, sorry, able to uh, allowed to spend, how much resources are allowed to put in. Uh, I guess for a company that's waiting to be sold, you don't really want to be spending a lot on a game. But at the same time, because you've got Call of Duty is in a yearly, you know, it's at the same point Assassin's Creed was in a number of years ago, where it was Call of Duty is locked into a yearly schedule where this October November period has to have a Call of Duty in it where a new multiplayer is available for players to start grinding because they only do the grind for or they only like kind of create the multiplayer to have a year's worth of content and there's got to be battle passes and there's got to be everything and this is kind of a major money flow for Activision Blizzard so it kind of has to happen um you know maybe this year they should have took the bullet and said you know what no we won't make a call of duty we'll we'll give it a year off but at the same time is there a business decision behind that because does them taking a year off making a call of duty at the same time as them wanting to be sold affect the price of the studio because it would in some cases maybe devalue the franchise for call of duty slightly and say well this isn't as strong as it used to be it's in a bad position it's having to take a year off so let's give you less money for your studios um it is, you know, juxtaposed with this was the the kind of the main asset that was being fought over f- between by Sony pushing for the kind of this like for the sale not to go ahead was so that Call of Duty could be guaranteed to stay on all consoles, and you know had that conversation started happening again after this had come out, that would have been damaging all around. Ash thought of a zinger at some stage. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all I see is I another <laughs> yeah. another game bought by Xbox turns out shit. Like, when are they going to finally do some oversight? Sorry, when are they going to do some contr- <laughs> control over their stuff? What? S- <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> They could have pulled it's the plug. So funny because I can see the stage. There was a stage there yeah. when you were talking where you see it on his face. I can see where it. He's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, it, I can see it being processed, but um, yeah. I mean, like, it all, at shit, the end of the talk it, Xbox. All, all of falls at Microsoft's feet. You know, they've they've released one game owning Activision. That's shit. So I mean, you know, zero for one. I don't think they officially own them yet. No, yeah. I don't think it's officially his ownership yet. No. Even though Philly Spencer turned up at BlizzCon. Um, yeah, how much oh, yeah that was the thing that happened this week. Quite yeah, a, that was the thing BlizzCon that I didn't was... bother putting in the notes because no. I don't know who actually cares. I don't know if no. you know. Are you, you care excited about, about the new Overwatch character, Dylan? Uh, Kerry? Well, it's a character that's been rumored for Overwatch for like 
three or four years. Like it, it he has been potential to be released for years now. Um, I don't know. BlizzCon's an interesting time. It's an interesting point to to see where Blizzard thinks its company's going, especially for like stuff like World of Warcraft. Um, all I've seen is positives around World of Warcraft and around um, Overwatch. The crazy thing is, I've seen very little about Diablo from I think they just announced the new, expansion. new expansion yeah right okay yeah. i hadn't even seen that today all i've seen today is overwatch discussion and world of warcraft discussion because no, they announced the new world of warcraft stuff. Expansion, yeah. um but i think it's it's, it's an interesting point i think blizzard's got a lot of work to do you could see it in their overwatch team how much work they've got to do to to kind of win back a lot of favor and a lot of appreciation um for it and even to the case of you know I think they lost some of that battle when they had the Overwatch World Cup on and they scheduled it so the halfway through a match it cut away to the uh, opening ceremony happening of BlizzCon, which is kind of like, oh, okay, you don't care about this World Cup enough that you have to turn it away and there's no way for people to watch. Um, yeah, I think it, it's 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 funny because <laughs> Phil Spencer in his speech is like, yeah, this is the first BlizzCon I've ever attended. And it's like, that's I think that that's a that's a funny statement coming from him considering how interested it's been for a number of years that Microsoft did to purchasing Activision Blizzard. You think they would have attended or he would have attended some more? Um but yeah, no, it it was it was a a, a better than nothing uh, showcase and it seems to be at least positive for Blizzard. It'll just be nice to see Activision Blizzard as a whole move on from this and you know Ashley might say that this Call of Duty um is Xbox's fault and Microsoft's fault but you could also look at it as now Microsoft can say they saved Call of Duty when they release a great Call <laughs> of Duty in a year or two so I mean then it's just a bad why were you buying a flagging franchise that's n- what what that's that's of course. If you they do could that. see it going downhill, why would you buy it? So because if they could turn it around, that's an amazing business decision. When have they turned it around? They bought they brought it for Candy Crush. I know what he's. But also that, yeah, that that's true. Games. Yeah, that's that's, that's accurate. All right, Silent Hill Ascension falls flat with glib approach to trauma microtransactions. Right, pcgame.com. Silent Hill 2, considered one of the greatest games of all time, thanks to its generally unsettling atmosphere and deft use of visual and narrative horror to explore complex themes of guilt and loss. The series has had many, many missteps since the beloved game came out in 2001. Its most promising project, Hideo Kojima's Silent Hills, was stuffed out even after its PT demo earned its phone place in the horror uh, game experience. Blah, 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 blah. On Halloween 2023, long after fans made peace with Silent Hills never happening, a new game in the series launched. Silent Hill Ascension is an ongoing, episodic, interactive streaming show. The first taste of Silent Hill we've had in years. In Silent Hill Ascension, Konami and Genvid have shown me that the series can be further ruined in new and inventive ways. It's a parade of awful and insulting choices that needs to be explored from several directions. So... And this, I'm glad that someone has a good article here because looking at any screenshot of this, this game is very fucking confusing. First, though, it would help to explain what Silent Hill Ascension is. 
This isn't a conventional game that you can purchase and play on console. Rather, it's a web-based experience that presents non-interactive scenes like television episodes then presents viewers with choices to determine how the story unfolds through nightly installments. On paper, this sounds like an interactive movie like Black Mirror Bandersnatch on Netflix, where you can choose where the story goes until you reach an ending. That isn't the case with Silent Hill Ascension. Rather, all viewers can vote on decisions that will be made in the next installment, and the decision that gets the most points determines where the show heads next. I said points, not votes, and that's where the first spot to Silent Hill Ascension hits like a sock full of quarters. Viewers can spend influence points, IP, to give their votes more weight. The more IP you put behind your vote, the more it matters. So how do you get IP points and meet meted out slowly as you accomplish achievements, like watching new chapters, solve more puzzles, get more points. You can get about 800 IP per day and another 1,500 IP with weekly awards. Or you can spend $20 for 26,400 IP, which is more IP than you can get in a month from just watching and playing. And it'll all be available at once for you to dump into any decision you want to claim. Also, if you spend the most IP on a decision, you get a golden moment reward that's basically a badge that just shows how much you wanted to tilt the scales. If you want to get more IP, you can purchase a season pass, like the $20 Founders Pack. This gives you a series of rewards you can unlock in a game with a battle pass, including thousands of IP and plenty of cosmetics and emotes. Oh, and the season pass also fully unlocks puzzle games, because otherwise... You can only play a couple of levels in two out of six of the Silent Hill Ascension games each day. Genvid repeatedly notes that Silent Hill Ascension is free to play watch. It's just not free to fully engage with any of the interactive elements. Genvid <laughs> also says that these decisions impact Silent Hill's quote-unquote canon, which seems pretty tenacious. They might change how this story goes, but the actual canon of Silent Hill as a series and a world is pretty fluid. Cosmetics for passive viewers. Eagle-eyed readers will notice that I mentioned cosmetics and emotes, and that might sound very strange for an interactive show. After all, it's not like you're actually in the show yourself. You're watching it. That's Silent Hill Ascension's next smack across the face. Next installment, new installments are released 9pm ET Eastern Time every night, and everyone can watch together live. There's even a chat box so you can react to the new chapter. It's an incredibly simple and barely moderated chat with no organization, groups, user lists, or pretty much anything useful but you can blast or promote what you type during a live stream by spending IP. You can also make your 3D avatar for Silent Hill Ascension, but it probably won't have any difference on your viewing experience outside of your avatar's face as your profile icon. There's only a handful of options in terms of face, hair, and skin color, unless you buy the season pass and unlock more options. Those options won't show up very well in your profile icon because it's very tiny. At least you can customize your icon with a unique frame if you buy the season pass and unlock more frame options. There's a small chance your full avatar, including clothing and accessories that would otherwise be invisible, will be shown off to viewers. There'll be a cameo contest where your avatar might be chosen to have a cameo in an episode. That's it. Then there are emotes. If you want to chat during the stream, you can use a good handful of emotes by default without spending anything. The usual collection of emojis and a few other icons. Or, again, you can buy the season pass get your more unique emotes. They're different characters, face palming. They're different monsters. And they're uh, a big rainbow-colored splatter of text that says, It's trauma! Which we could have used during the first, like, 
12 months of only Marvel cast. Um, Fuck. <laughs> 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 missed opportunity. <laughs> but all in all, this game, which until re- released the other day, I had been mildly, not like thinking it was going to be good, but I had been interested in because every time they talked about it in any Silent Hill stream or a news story or press release, I'd read it and I'll watch a video and go, I uh, still don't fucking understand what this is. <laughs> like mm. continuously, you'd watch like them talk about it for five minutes in a stream and be like, none the wiser about what the fuck this actually is. But um, yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one. I don't know. Does anyone Ash? You're cause I, as far as I'm aware, you knew nothing about this until five minutes ago when I started talking about yeah. it. So <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah, it's it's uh an odd one. I don't think it's a terrible idea. It's just clearly been implemented in a way that uh, nobody wants it to be implemented. Like, no, I don't understand. Like, here's how you solve this. It costs... If you want to make it highly... If you want to make it easily accessible and 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 get people, like, uh, have it at a price where people would happily chuck a couple bucks at you and uh, enough that people check it in, you don't make the game free. You just make it a, like a couple bucks to to buy into the first, like, what you, six episodes? You, you, know or I mean? you pay for the season, I guess. Yeah, the only way I mean, you can the actual season you of the, the season. show. Yeah, yes. Like, I'm like, how the fuck was that not just the first? Because you've got to monetize well, also, it I, as many ways as you possibly can. Yeah, I guess the other way to look at this is like, is anybody going to jump into it without knowing what it's like? You know, if if first ep- your first viewed episode's free. After no, that, but like it. if the door is, I guess if the door is but already then you just open, create a bunch of dummy accounts. <laughs> well, yeah, but I guess you can only watch the first episode. But if the door is already open, people walk in and then they feel obliged to spend money, or they're more likely to feel obliged to spend money. If you put three, four, five, six, seven dollars as the entry fee, more people are more likely to go. Nah, don't worry about it. But if they've already got the game downloaded and they're already kind of in, I don't know. There is Other the than... potential for them to spend stupid money on stupid things. Who the fuck's like? Do you going... want? Do you want my hot take? Sure. If people Ash. want to spend stupid money on stupid things, I think you know they've got, if they've got more money than sense, I'm more than happy for these for Kadami to take their money. If you want to spend money on stupid <laughs> things, explosionnetwork.com/support. Yes, you know. Just just put it there first, and then you can also spend the money on the stupid thing that you want to actually get. Yeah. Just saying. I just I put a lot of money into this website in the last couple of months, and I would <laughs> much prefer... <laughs> you know? I need, if it I makes them happy, I don't, you know, I don't know. If, if that's the thing that's going to make them happy, you know, let them spend it. But if, you know, you're a smart, rational person, you're not going to spend that money on this, and you're going to realize... I just think it, it is somewhat... Interesting that they've turned a story-based game into some form of almost gambling. That more money means better things for your options and your choices. In well, the, the, no, the, the weirdest and most like outlandish part I saw straight away out in the first like forty-eight hours of this being out is straight away it was just like people would be playing the game quote unquote normally by like playing it for free and using the points to help vote, and it would be like sort of balance between options and then some motherfucker who was willing to spend the 20 bucks or whatever to get the 21,000 points just like completely drops just all their dumps points it all in into thing and they, they thing. change it so it's like it may be like oh 56 to 40 whatever points you know like and then someone's like bam not nah, my choice <laughs> yeah 
And I guess that makes the the live viewings of each episode even more. It becomes an auction, right? It becomes a an auction where people are bidding against each other, trying to make the uh, like and pushing up what the money they're getting it in those live moments. Pretty much from multiple people. Like that's that's insane. Yeah, I don't know why you would care enough at that point to like put so much money in but they've got know. more money than cents half the time exactly so you know again explosion.com slash support but think about this right you are somebody that we can help much... you with that problem you, <laughs> you don't have much balance the amount of cents to cents you have yeah <laughs> what you gonna say karen <laughs> i was just gonna say i was just gonna say that um you know some people who don't get very much control in their life if they find that they get this control through Silent Hill and they could put money behind it to get more control. Like, it sounds fucking not too Like, it sounds sad, but, like, there are people in this world that are that are like that. And if they feel like, you know, if this isn't a massive thing and there is a smaller player base doing it, if you can influence a lot of things yourself, then... I guess that's that's a positive for some people. It sounds like all you need to do is wait another week and you could freely influence it as much as you want because yeah. nobody would be watching or playing. Yes. <laughs> I, but yeah. I need... It doesn't look great either. Like, I think I've seen other screenshots outside of this actual, like, and it, like, the interface just does not look good. No, it doesn't look great. With I, the chat I think and the, the, the yeah, clips themselves without the chat are like it's fine like if you did that but the the stuff with the chat and the side and everything it looks like a joke like it looks like a, a fake game yeah i mean i've seen some fake edited i ones. mean is it technically <laughs> a game i guess only if you pay so you can interact and play the mini games well that's the thing right it'd be like you get youtube but you can only play and pause it the the, the videos if you want to like change the quality, if you want to change the speed it's playing at, if you want to, so if you do want to get the highest quality, you have to pay. So, yeah. yeah, you have to pay for it. Like mm. you have to pay. You have to get YouTube. Does anyone pay or... for YouTube Premium? Here? Yeah, yep. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay, we all do. Yeah, yeah, yep. Okay, good. Oh, that's fine. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. No, no, no. Being able to lock my... We all do it, so it's good. Yeah, no. Being able to lock my phone while a YouTube video is playing so I can listen to something in the car is... uh, Yeah, I feel feel like if you use YouTube enough between, like, the no ads, locking it, download stuff if you... Like, I've downloaded stuff to take on a plane. Yeah. Like, if you use the features... At youtube.com slash your network. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, there's enough. I know, I understand, like, you'd get even more out of it if you used it for the music as well, but I still play for, I play for a different, like, Apple music as well, but, yeah. Sorry. But I still get enough out of it. I mean, no ads is a fucking... Every time, like, you see someone, like, like people try and, like, put on, like, videos at work. They'll open up their phone, like, connect on TV and put a video on. I'm like, yeah, yeah, show me the thing. And then a fucking ad starts. I'm like, oh, you... Poor fuck. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to do it? Like, <laughs> we won't have the ads. It's, it's fucking... All right, I um, only posted up one review this weekend. It was uh, not for a game, but a thing that you can play games on. So review up went review, for the, the Acer Predator. What'd you say? I said it was a great review. I read it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Acer Predator Helios Neon 16 review uh, I put up. So first game, Neo. Uh, Neo. What did I say? Neo. You Neo? said Neon. 
Oh, neon. Yeah. Well, it has neon, so there's like shiny lights and stuff on it. Yeah. Uh, so this is a 16-inch gaming laptop, uh, i7, 16 gig of uh, RAM, 4060, NVIDIA, GeForce RTX installed. Um, good. Not great. Not fantastic. So I don't know how long I want to spend on the nitty gritties for this, but the 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 basic thing for this is it is a really good laptop for playing games. Like it plays even stuff with ray tracing on and stuff like that through the fantastic sort of AI power technology we have available for PC games these days, like the LSS and stuff like that. Um, this laptop's able to take advantage of that. And I was able to play a lot of those things at like playable, decent um, frames and stuff like that. Um, that's all when it's plugged in. Yeah, as long as you had the desk, which is my main hold up. Like, I understand a lot of people and a lot of these laptops are moving towards this thing of like, well, people just buy the laptop and then they plug it in. But I'm like, at the end of the day, if you're buying a gaming laptop and I can't like, like at least take it outside for a decent chunk of time or take to it to a friend's place and not have to plug it in, um, I'm a little bit like, well, eh, like it's not really a laptop then. It's just a thing. So, in all my testing, anytime I took it outside my house here, took it, um, I took it to the lounge room. I don't know, you know, just, just anywhere away from outside this room i'm in now where i had the the charger at most time um i'd get like 30 45 minutes like sort of tops um i don't think i ever got an hour um on playing a game on it and i'm sure he could get an hour if he was playing like a like a fucking minesweeper or some shit on it you know like a really low battery powered thing um game on it that wasn't sucking as much out of it but wait you couldn't even get an hour of constant gaming no that's insane what about just running it Running it, yes. So uh, web uh, web browsing, you know, like uh, watching YouTube, whatever. Like that. That's they, they um advertise it six hours battery, and I, I'm saying that six hours if you're just like general use, like browsing web, fucking looking doing at taxes. shit on Facebook, yeah. whatever, doing taxes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like that's what that's what I'm saying. That is, but but at the end of the day, people buying this fucking thing aren't doing that. Like, there's a gaming laptop, and it's a gaming laptop that's that's fine as long as you. No, it's not fine. It's it's a really good gaming laptop as long as you tether it to your desk, which was sort of my. By whatever however but, to a powerpoint for yeah to your powerpoint so um and the charger is a big chunky fucking son of a bitch too i tell you what it's it's a, a chunky thing these these gaming laptops so um and the other sour point i'll put on it as well so i what do i give this at? yeah so i got an 8 out of 10 so um the other little sour point i had was 512 ssd included now there is a one terabyte option but the 512 is the 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 lower end model or whatever in my opinion, any gaming laptop being released, one terabyte should be the low end model. It shouldn't be like the the thing. One terabyte should just be the standard. Because I installed a couple of games on this. Like when when I got it, I installed Baldur's Gate and I installed whatever something else. I can't remember. I wrote a review somewhere. Whatever the first two Baldur's Gate, and something Cyberpunk. I think I installed Cyberpunk, to, to Cyberpunk. Yeah. yeah. So I installed these two games. I'm fucking nearly done. You know, like I'm I'm approaching 300 gig- gigabytes at that point. You know, so 512 gigs these days just ain't gonna cut it. Like I think as a minimum for a gaming laptop, at least. Like I understand for maybe a a work like a a work laptop and an office laptop, five twelve is probably plenty. Like you're fucking more than you need even. Um, but gaming laptop, not so much. Um, but otherwise, performance is really really good. Um, the the design is a little bit weird to me. It has this like uh, thing at the back where this, the the screen doesn't sit flush to the back or even close to it. The the back sort of protrudes out. Um, it's a little bit weird, but I think it's done for the way they designed the the cooling because the cooling on this thing is really really good. Like even playing stuff at the like doing a lot of the three D mark tests and like running some of the the cyberpunk um tests and stuff like that just to put it through put it through paces. Like it never like the fans would kick into gear and like 
when it was really high, like the fans would get whizzing or whatever. Like they weren't like super loud, but you know, like it's fine. It's not sound like a jet plane's taken off, but you could hear them. But also the laptop never really got hot at all. Like I had this thing on my lap and like laying in bed a few times there, just set up and whatever else. So that was really, really good as well. So um, if you want to read my full review for that, that is, yes, on explosionnetwork.com. Go read it. There. All right, a couple shout-out articles as well before we wrap up this week. Um, Jacob put up his full review for Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, he gave it an 8.5. Um, he said, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree, Karen. That's the only person who's played it. Uh, Assassin's Creed, uh, he says, Assassin's Creed has taken many forms to date, but this has been my favorite. Return to its roots while taking many of its uh, adaptations and changing the title for better. Changing the title for better. Do you, I can't remember if you said you'd prefer this or you'd just. Uh, I think it's a good step forward, but I, I think I do. My opinion does do differ slightly i don't think i would have scored it as highly no i can't um, have that everyone's got to agree because you, yeah, know, you know, can't like this you know opinions man yeah. um i don't think i'd <laughs> scored it as highly um uh i think this game is very very relaxed in its roots and it's very comfortable in its nostalgia but i don't want it to be comfortable there I want it to be like a cool, this is a nice, healthy part of nostalgia. This makes you feel good, but I well, don't want to. Like, there was enough. Uh, he, he says, I'm, I'm hoping that Ubisoft will continue to supplement their larger games with these titles in between. But I don't want them to keep relying on stepping backwards to kind of keep fans on side, if that makes sense. I want them to find a new formula that is just as good, if not better, as Assassin's Creed. Without having to be like, hey, this is just like the old ones, remember? I think there needs to be some kind of progression and forward movement for it. I don't think everything in the franchise needs to be completely uniform and you can have a variety of different types of games. Yes, that is also <laughs> correct. Yep, no, that is... No, um, no, some about this being but a... Yes, a, a I can understand. You don't want them to release games that are purely there to rely on nostalgia. Like, it's it, like, hey, remember that this is exactly like the, the games you loved when we first started making. Remember? This remember? Is, <laughs> I think for, for me personally, it, this, is, this was great because it was a 20 to 30 hour, if it depends if you did everything in the game, play through. And it was different and it was definitely a... Um, pace breaker and a kind of a palate cleanser for the Assassin's Creed franchise. But also at the same time, I felt like this was a love letter to the first game. And uh, a this is all the good stuff from the first game and is very similar and very close to the first game, even to some of the points of some of the weaknesses of the first game. Um, but it, I don't want them doing that every... Like, I don't want the next game to come out, right? I don't want the next them to have a big game and then i don't want to do a the next kind of mini game or the side project is like a love letter to assassin's creed 2 i don't want them to go down that path of we're just going to go to the nostalgia button every other time to to make it that's all that's fair like do what they did with assassin's creed rogue and stuff assassin's creed rogue i'm uh, very high strung on like that was that's a really interesting and different different story 
that is an important piece in the Assassin's Creed universe. Like, do that kind of stuff with your side. I mean, they will. It's called Skull and Bones. It's about pirates and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think they probably are sort of going in like some of the other games are not going to be this massive first uh, uh, open world games. I don't think that the Hexy game, for example, the Witch one, is going to be a massive. 40 hour open world game. I think it could be. If that's no. slated as the next big Assassin's Creed game on the next No, final. the next big one's going to be the what was it? The Japan one in my mind. Ghost of Tsushima Assassin's Creed? Yes. Yep. To me that's the next big open world Assassin's Creed game. We shall see. But it was still a good review and I Yes. Yeah. No, it was still a great review. Um, I just yeah, differ a little bit on it, that's all. Yeah, go to the comment section, let him know. <laughs> nah, that's why I have a podcast about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is my comment section. Uh, also, you just had another review up for the JSOX, I think that's how you say it, JSAXU uh, transparent black plate for the Steam Deck. Um, every time he sends and does these things and sends reviews, I look at the pictures and go, fuck that. Anyway, he said this one's a lot easier to put together, so... Uh, read Jacob's review for that if you have any interest in modding your uh, your Steam Deck at all. If you have a Steam Deck, I guess you know. Here in Australia, it's Roggers mostly, but, but you know, <laughs> if you have one of them Steam Decks somehow. You do, you boo. And the last shout out, and I put it in the shout out section because I know Kieran spent a lot more time talking about it. But um, Kieran put up a really good review for Spellbook. Finally, gave it a nine out of ten in his um, uh, final score. There um, was there anything you didn't. So, like, because I know, we, yeah, we talked about it, the packs thing and everything, but um, anything that changed no, all times did you play test it? Um, so four or five times in various different settings. So, um, play tested it with my family, um, a couple times over a couple weeks with some friends. I also did, I didn't really talk about it in the review because I didn't think it was anything to write home about, but there is like a one player version of the game. Um, but it was. Yeah, it was it was okay, but I wouldn't be recommending to buy the game just because if you were no, yeah. only going to play it by yourself. It's just a very different game in that case. Mm. Is it like Solitaire? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, that was really good. So hopefully the, the, the first, as you tweeted, the first of um, many board game reviews to come, I guess. Mm. Hopefully. First, our first built board game review is the... Let's go. Let's tabletop go. stuff. Shout out. Let's shout go. Out to tabletops. Uh, shout out to, yeah, Wood. Um, yeah, they'll do it for this week's episode of RK Caps. That's it for everything this week. Uh, hope you've all been having a great week. And we'll uh, back next week to talk about the video games we've, we have been playing as well. Let's stop. Well, I mean, to be fair, have you started that game that you can't talk about yet, Ash? Or no? Yeah, I'm like four hours in. Okay, that's fine. So you have you have many points. So we just can't do that. How, how far into Alan Wake Two are you, Dylan? I haven't started that at all, but I have started a game I can't talk about either. So that's oh my fine. god, mine's not as big. Mine's just a fucking indie game. I'm going to full with me. Mine's an indie game before you fucking. Ash is playing something of substance. I'm playing it. I'm fucking playing an indie game. Anyway, thank you for this. <laughs>
<laughs> this thing's everything I can catch. Uh, check out explosionnetwork.com. Check out explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter. Take you to our Twitter pages, the X pages, whatever called. Explosionnetwork.com slash Discord. Takes you to our Discord. Join there if you'd like. Explosionnetwork.com slash support again if you don't know what to do with your money. And we'd like to give some away <laughs> to us because we deserve it more than the Sun Hill game. Konami. Konami. Yeah. Definitely more than Konami. <laughs> I'm... Pr- I'm- I don't want to toot our horn, but I'm pretty yeah. sure we deserve money more than Konami. Yeah, I'm fucking 110 sure. Based on uh, everybody's critiques of the Metal Gear Solid, yeah, based on that, that fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, so. All right, goodbye.